Thank you for joining The Secret Chord, a weekly exploration of music and spirituality. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. Hello, all, and welcome to this week's edition of The Secret Chord. This week, I have the pleasure of focusing on the music of Declan Patrick McManus, a.k.a. the great Elvis Costello. So um, he was born August 25th, 1954, began his career in London in the pub rock scene in the early 70s, and uh, he later became associated with that first wave of British punk that eventually became called New Wave um, that emerged in the late 70s along with groups like the Talking Heads and many others. And uh, he did very well for himself Some of his accolades include that his first three albums all appeared in Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. He has won a lot of awards, including the Grammys, and he has been nominated for a Brit Award and the Best British Male Artist. In 2003, Costello and the Attractions were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And finally, in 2004, Rolling Stone ranked Elvis Costello number 80, on its list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. His career since the late 70s has really just been stellar, and he is an amazing and important artist. The song of his I'd like to focus on today is called What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding? So he actually didn't write this song. Back in 1974, This was written by English singer-songwriter Nick Lowe, who you might know from a different tune that he made famous called Cruel to Be Kind, which is a great song by itself. And it was covered later by Elvis Costello and a whole bunch of other people. It was a very popular song and continues to be. So at that time, Nick Lowe was Elvis's producer. And so he produced this track. And when the song became a hit, it was added on to the U.S. edition of Elvis's album called Armed Forces. So it did obviously very well there. And in 2004, Rolling Stone ranked this version of the song as the 284th best song of all time. I guess it sounds like a high number, 284, but if you consider that it's all the songs of all time, that's pretty darn good. So let us listen to the music and then discuss it, and then some interesting ideas associated with them. Peace, Love, and Understanding by Elvis Costello. Insanity. I ask myself, 
you might notice about this tune a very standard three minute kind of pop tune i think it's certainly one of the great ones it's certainly above average in its skill and the way it's put together it's a frolicking up-tempo slightly ironic and light-hearted tune pop tune and elvis on top of it is the most unusual feature, I would say. It's not that the song sounds so dissimilar from a lot of the tunes that were coming out around that time, but his voice is extremely unusual. Now, Elvis Costello has one of the truly unique voices in rock and roll. I was trying to think of what I might say to describe it, and like many things, I looked on the internet and found something better than I was gonna come up with anyway. I apologize to the person who wrote this because I couldn't actually find out who did, but it was a perfect description. It says that Elvis has a thick nasal baritone with a wide vibrato, intermittently uncertain pitch, and a tendency to curdle in an oral sneer. It is a classic, unforgettable rock voice. Beautiful description. He does have a totally unique style. He is... um, a very fun, very ironic, playful singer. His lyrics are fantastic, full of double entendres um, and all kinds of, (laughs) I might even call them nasty, but like um, sharp ideas, you know. Uh, And if you listen to the way he puts these things together, they're very literary, they're very smart. 
and he is a lot of fun to listen to. I'll quote you a couple of lyrics so we get the idea of what this song is about, and then we'll note some interesting things about the music, and then I'd like to give you a whole sort of overview of what I subjectively think this song gets at. But it says, As I walk through this wicked world, searching for light in the darkness of insanity, and the guitar is going, it doesn't sound like it's someone who's doing that, but apparently it is. And in, like many of the songs that we've done and discussed over the last few months in this podcast, spiritual searching takes many forms. And many songs that are out there are about somebody's subjective search for something. So this guy, the author, is wondering. He sees darkness and insanity in the world. Then he goes on to say, I ask myself, is all hope lost? Is there only pain and hatred and misery? And each time I feel like this inside, there's one thing I want to know. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Well, that's a great question. I don't necessarily think there's anything that's so funny about these things, and nor do I think anybody else thinks that. But when you are in the throes of wondering why the world seems to stink sometimes, that question can easily arise. Like, hey, folks, remember the fundamentals, peace, love, understanding. What's with those? Now, for those who are familiar with my material and my general philosophy on life and things that I teach, you might know that I subscribe to an idea that there are seven things that everybody on planet Earth is looking for. And this is not going to be a full-blown discussion on that topic, although I happen to think it's an extremely critical one. Suffice it to say, I have literally interviewed hundreds of people about the things that they care about. And I ask them to describe their experiences. Often I ask people what is the most spiritual experience that you've ever had? And if somebody says they've never had one, I ask them to describe the most happy experience that they've had and what they end up saying. And then I ask for a uh, one adjective description of that experience. And I wrote them down over time. And I was able to boil down those peak moments, those great experiences that people had to seven basic things. And I've used for years this song as an illustration of the first three, which is that people want, everybody wants peace, love, and understanding. These are three primal, fundamental needs that humanity has. It's often pointed out that Maslow has a chart of needs, which includes food and shelter and other things. Yes, obviously those things are extremely important and you're not going to be so concerned with understanding if you have no place to live and you have nothing to eat. Be that as it may, assuming those other things are taken care of, these are the things that people most care about. All of them together are peace, love, understanding, joy, harmony, unity, and transcendence. And in fact, the song goes on to mention a fourth thing when it asks, so where are the strong and who are the trusted? And where is the harmony, sweet harmony? We could ask what's so great about these things, but I think a lot of them are self-evident. 
And each one of them can be broken down and broken open and discussed and mined for all kinds of important and pertinent information. But let's just focus on the song itself. Love, for instance. And I'd like, I think, to focus the next few podcasts on these topics, I think. Stay tuned and we'll find out. Because I think they're so significant and so universal and, and really what everybody is doing is searching at all times for the fulfillment of one of these seven things. So for instance, you go to a sporting event. It could be that you particularly care about whether this ball is kicked through these posts or across the field in such and such a way, or it's hit with a stick or something, um, and that really means something to you, but most likely it does not. My proof for that is, obviously, many, many Americans love the game of baseball and follow it and are aware of all the stats and the players and all that great stuff. And for most of them, if I was to tell them, hey, the world's greatest cricket player is downstairs, want to go meet him? They might be like, yeah, maybe uh, if I'm not doing something else. But, you know, cricket doesn't have great meaning to most Americans. After all, they hold the bat wrong and funny and the way they run between the bases are, are, is wrong. And, you know, obviously, whoever plays cricket, those rules are every bit as arbitrary as American baseball or any other sport. My supposition is that the only reason that people go to sporting events ever is to connect with the other people who are in the arena, to feel something, to feel part of something that's big, greater than yourself and to feel the power of the unity of the crowd. And that experience is so pleasurable and so meaningful to people that they're willing to pay, at this point, perhaps hundreds of dollars to go and do it. The same is true with concerts. One of the premises of this podcast is that there's a connection between music and spirituality. Now, music, tones if you think about it, are every bit as meaningless as a football field or a basketball court and the arbitrary rules that go into the conduct of a sporting event. Striking an instrument, drawing some horsehair over some string, which is on top of a wooden box, which we call, for instance, playing a violin, and hitting 440 megahertz or whatever it is, has no meaning. Somehow, though, we relate to it as if it has incredible import. So ultimately, I do believe that there's meaning to it, but I believe that the nature of that meaning is divorced from material reality. Bear with me. If you think about it from an evolutionary point of view, you can survive perfectly well. You can reproduce. You can function and grow as an organism perfectly well in the complete absence of love, peace, harmony, joy, understanding, all of it. It's not relevant. If the goal is really just to continue the species, that can be easily achieved and in fact could probably be achieved better in the absence of love, which only confuses people and causes all kinds of issues just 
go and read Romeo and Juliet. Rather, could it be that these experiences, these peak experiences that we all love and search for day in and day out, are only significant to us by virtue of the fact that they are a portal to a higher dimension. They are literal experiences of the transcendent. And in that sense, they're related to music. These ideas obviously require a bit of massaging. But think about it. Do you need love to survive? Or is it actually counterproductive? Do you need to hear a Mahler symphony to have many offspring? Obviously not. There are plenty of tone-deaf people. There are plenty of people who don't really care about music, although most do. And everybody cares about these seven things. So when Elvis Costello poses the question, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? I would say the funny thing is that these are critical aspects of our nature that when not fulfilled, create tremendous despondency in people. And when they are fulfilled, creates tremendous sensations of pleasure and happiness. And that the more we were able to tap into them, the more we could understand them, the better our lives would be. The better our relationships, the better our jobs, the more calmness and peace of mind we would have. They're really worth considering from that angle. And I thank Niccolo and Elvis Costello for pointing it out in this wonderful song. Just some thoughts for a Monday afternoon. Hope everybody is well. Wishing you a wonderful new year. And looking forward to speaking to you again next week, possibly with a continuation of some of these ideas that we've been discussing. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. If you would like to find more content like this, as well as information about live programming, visit us at www.hny.com. That's www.aishny.com.